and welcome to this week's episode of Seen and Heard, industry updates for the modern dairy family. I'm Melissa Lima, your North Coast and Organic Field Services provider, and we're excited to bring you this week's episode where we introduce our listeners to Amy Murdahl Miller, Western United's newest addition to the team, a registered dietitian who will be helping Western United Dairies as we lobby on behalf of dairy producers in Sacramento for the remainder of this year. We hope you enjoy the episode, and remember if you ever have questions, comments, or would like to connect with Amy, please reach out to us, info at wudairies.com. Hi, I'm Jessica with PG&E. 811 is a free service to keep our community safe. Before you do any digging, PG&E will mark your gas and electric lines so you don't hit them. Call 811 before you dig. To learn more, visit pge.com safety. Well, we are excited to introduce a new member of our team, Amy Mirrodal Miller. Amy, thanks so much for taking time to be on the podcast today. Yeah, my pleasure. I'm so happy to be here with you, Darby. Well, Amy, you have a very impressive resume. Can you share a little bit more about yourself and how you came to be involved in the nutrition world and just introduce yourself to our listeners? Yeah, absolutely. So I grew up on a farm in North Dakota. Um, I have a grandfather who was a veterinarian and dairyman and a father who was a cow-calf farmer and had lots of row crops, especially corn when I was a kid in the 70s. Um, Today, I have three brothers who farm the land that that my dad and grandfather farmed, and they've expanded a lot. I think everybody in agriculture knows it takes more land these days to get a return on the hard work and investment of all the resources that go into farming. So when I was a little kid, I'm the youngest of five, and there's uh, nine years between me and my closest brother. And my brothers were all told, okay, boys, you're going to take over the farm. And my sister and I were told, okay, girls, go off and marry farmers if you want to be in farming. Otherwise, find another path. Um, My sister is 19 years older than me, and she was working in Davis, California when I was in middle school and high school, and I'd go out and visit her. And um, when I was applying for college, I thought I'd go to North Dakota State University like everyone else in my family. And instead, my sister said, why don't you apply to UC Davis? And so on my 18th birthday, I got my acceptance letter and I was California bound. I had declared dietetics as my major when I started. And I ended up finishing five years later as a dietetics major. I then had to do a 12 month clinical internship to become eligible to take the exam to become a registered dietitian. And I did that at the University of Minnesota Hospital. And I realized with great, I don't know, horror or regret, I didn't wanna be a clinical dietitian. I didn't wanna stand over someone's hospital bed explaining to them what they could have done 20, 30 years earlier to avoid the fate of maybe a kidney transplant. Um, So I went straight to graduate school for nutrition marketing and communications, and I had an opportunity to do a summer internship with General Mills, and I fell in love with the food industry and with food marketing. So I went back, finished my second year of graduate school, and then tried to get a job in the food industry, tried to start my own consulting business, just tried and tried and tried, but as a 26-year-old um, I didn't have enough experience yet to get um, to get much business to cover my mortgage, or I shouldn't say mortgage, cover my rent back then. So I ended up taking a job in public relations um, with Fleshman Hillard in Kansas City, Missouri. I was part of the agribusiness team, and I got phenomenal 
almost boot camp like training in public relations, writing business pitches, talking about big issues in agriculture. From there, I moved back to Massachusetts. I worked in clinical research for a number of years um, for organizations like National Cattlemen's Beef Association. And then I got an opportunity to apply for a position with Dole Food Company, and that's who brought me back to California. So I worked for Dole for five years, and um, then I had an opportunity to work for the California Walnut Gordon Commission. Um, you know, I've had a lot of interesting positions in my career, but I loved working for the Walnut Board because I had such close relationships with the walnut growers across the state. Um, I then got an opportunity to work for the Culinary Institute of America, and that was um, I'm just going to say really cool. I was working for a group where all of our work was funded by um, industry members, mostly commodity boards, marketing orders, and such what, but also big companies that supplied ingredients or goods for the food service industry. And so my work was doing continuing education programming for food service professionals and chefs. I worked for um, the Napa Valley campus, the New York campus, the Texas campus, and the Singapore campus. I got to meet guest chefs from all over the world. And again, I got to focus on the really big issues in our food system and how it was having an impact on people's views of where food came from, comes from, and not only the views of chefs and culinary professionals, but also consumers. Um, and then about, gosh, it was eight years ago, I broke my foot and ankle at one of the CIA events I was running. And I broke some bones, but I also kind of my spirit was broken. I just realized I was really, really burned out. When I started with the college, we'd been doing four events a year. We were now doing 13 events a year. I would wake up at night with my heart racing at 1.30 in the morning, and I thought it's time for a change. So that's when I launched my business, Farmer's Daughter Consulting. Well, you certainly have a, such a depth of experience and a lot of fun and interesting experiences as well. And we're just so happy to have you as part of the Western United team. So I guess we're wondering if you could tell us a bit about your role with WOOD, how all of that great experience translates into a role with Western United Dairies and how it's going so far, and maybe even a couple of your priorities in the coming months. Yeah, absolutely. So when I first started my business, my very first client was National Dairy Council. And they invited me to become a National Dairy Ambassador. Um, and I was absolutely thrilled to have that opportunity. It was an opportunity to represent a category of foods I believe in. It was an opportunity to get closer to um, farmers raising dairy cows all over the country to learn from the scientific experts at NBC. And shortly thereafter, National Cattlemen's Beef invited me to become a national um, beef expert. So, you know, I've had those opportunities. I've done work with a lot of big agriculture companies. Um, and when I got the opportunity to talk with Jason Bryant and Anya um, about serving as a science expert to support some policy work, I really leaned in and said, I would love to work with you. And so here I am right now, um, a new member of the team, getting ready to start some meetings with legislative staff and legislators as well to talk to them about issues related to the pandemic, its impact on food security, and the impact that school meals have on food security and nutrition security for students here in California. 
Um, I think, you know, one of the big things that I'm concerned about with some of the proposed legislation related to replacing animal-based foods with plant-based alternatives is the lack of nutrient quality, the lack of protein quality of those alternatives. You can look at a nutrition facts panel and maybe that plant-based alternative looks the same by the numbers, but when you dig into the impact of an animal-based food on health, well-being, and meeting nutrient needs, it is much more powerful than the plant-based alternative 99.9% .9 of the time. Well, we know that Jason has been looking for some help in that sphere. He continues to get busier and busier and face more of those bills. Um, so, you know, you said you're just getting started and what challenges have you maybe encountered so far or do you see as we really start to employ this new strategy in the capital? Oh boy, um, I've looked at some news articles that have contained some quotes from members of the House and Senate. And it shows me, um, you know, this isn't a surprise, how little people understand about nutrition, how little they appreciate um, the advances in the dairy industry in terms of reducing environmental impact, um, how negative people are about their views of school lunch and school breakfast program. A lot of people think what they experienced 30, 40, 50 years ago is still what's happening in schools today. You know, the national school breakfast and school lunch programs are scientifically rigorous programs based on the best available evidence of what are the nutrients kids need each day for growth, wellness, well-being. What are the food groups that are going to support those nutrient needs? What are the calorie requirements um, for different ages? And, you know, school nutrition leaders across the country, but especially here in California, are leaning in and doing more and more and more to make their programs more impactful, more powerful. You know, thinking about kids who are from families that are financially insecure, food insecure, and the powerful role that school meals play in giving them most of the nutrition they need. A lot of that comes from the milk that's served, you know, at school breakfast and school lunch, the high quality protein sources like beef and school meals. And I think, you know, for folks who maybe have the best intentions, but not the best information available, my role is to support Jason and, and to really give people the facts, the evidence, the guidance to make more informed choices so that we get better policies supporting the health and well-being of all Californians, but particularly, you know, school-age kids. Absolutely. And, and as you mentioned, you know, for kids who are food insecure, those school meals may be the kind of the first intervention they get in, in proper nutrition and maybe the first introduction to, to food that they need to eat, but also want to eat. So there's so many different factors that go into it. And your expertise is so welcome on these issues. It's really, um, it's really tough to kind of break through those barriers of kind of people's established thought process in the Capitol. And so we're really excited to have you on the ground helping Jason in that realm. Um, what do you think as industry professionals and dairymen we can do to support you in that role, Amy? You know, research shows, and this is research from many different sources, that when it comes to food and agriculture issues, the most trusted, credible person is the farmer, is the rancher. And so for everybody out there doing this hard work every day to produce food for the rest of us, talk more. I know you just want to be on your farm or ranch. I know you just want to be with the animals, caring for the crops, caring for the land. But when you are out in the community, when you are talking with family members, when you are talking with the in-laws, anybody who isn't directly 
doing what you're doing every day, share more information to help them better understand what are the ever-growing challenges in agriculture? What are the ever-growing challenges in a state like California with huge population in urban areas who don't appreciate you know, what's going on on the farm? Um, just be willing to, to share more of your personal stories and your expertise. I know that you know, as a registered dietitian, I can share lots of research, you know, I can talk about studies, but when I talk with consumer audiences, even healthcare audiences, science trained professionals, the, the information that is most impactful is a story about, you know, hey, I was on a farm lately and here's what I saw, here's what I experienced, here's what that farmer is doing to care for his or her um, dairy cows. Those kinds of stories are really important for shifting people's mindset about the positive role that agriculture has in all of our lives. Even though everybody wants to criticize and blame somebody else, right? We have to respect the fact that, you know, the census of agriculture shows us less than 2% of the population now is involved in agriculture, growing and producing food for the rest of us. Every single day, I am grateful um, for everybody who's doing that because I'm lucky. I can just go to the grocery store and buy what I need and then grow a few herbs in a garden box. Woo, big deal, you know, it feels good, but it's nothing compared to folks who are taking that big risk and investing all that time, hard work and energy in this, you know, very powerful pursuit. Well, thank you so much, Amy. We really appreciate you taking time to be on the podcast today. And I'm really excited to see what work you do in the future. As we wrap up here, is there anything else you'd like to add or share with our listeners? Yeah, you know, um, I, I, I'm delighted to be part of the team. I'm really proud to be able to do this work on behalf of all the dairymen and women of California. And I just want to thank all of you for everything that you're doing every single day to care for your cows, to give them the utmost comfort, to produce one of the highest quality foods possible, um, to care for the land, water, air, natural resources. Thank you so much for everything that you're doing. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. And we are happy to have you. Anytime you have some news or updates to share with us, please don't hesitate. Um, we'll be looking forward to working with you in the coming months. And, and I think this is going to be a pretty exciting time for a legislative affairs team. So thanks so much, Amy. My pleasure. Thanks for the opportunity to be with you today. Yosemite Farm Credit is the farmer's choice for agriculture financing. As a farmer-owned cooperative, we are dedicated to serving our neighbors in the agriculture community with financial products and services tailored to your operation and backed with the relationship you can trust. Whether you're purchasing real estate, making improvements to the dairy, or wanting to purchase or lease equipment, we're here to help our members prosper. Visit our website at yosemitefarmcredit.com to find a branch location nearest you. Did you know that you can turn your dairy manure into cash? Bennett Environmental is offering above ground dairy digesters at no cost to you. These systems can also remove nitrates from your lagoons to help you comply with water board regulations. Our proven above ground technology will generate income for your dairy into the foreseeable future. Because we truck the renewable natural gas off site, your dairy can profit regardless of your location. Bennett Environmental, turning your wastewater liabilities into sustainable assets. Learn more at bennett-environmental.com. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Seen and Heard, Industry Updates for the Modern Dairy Family. 
We want to give a big thank you to our guest this week, Amy Mirdal Miller. If you have any questions, comments, or content requests for the podcast, you can reach us at wud.pod at gmail.com. Melissa can be reached at mlema at wudairies.com, and I can be reached at darby at wudairies.com. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite platform, and have a great week. While West United Dairies respects the varied views of our podcast guests, please know that views expressed on Seen and Heard may not necessarily reflect the positions of the West United Dairies Board of Directors. Thank you to Western United Dairies' generous business sponsors. Gar Bennett, California Dairy Magazine, Farm Credit Alliance, FNR Ag Services, Moss Energy Works, Bennett Environmental, PG&E, and Yosemite Farm Credit. We appreciate our sponsors and thank them for their continued support. If you'd like more information on how to sponsor Western United Dairies or this podcast, please send us an email at info at wudairies.com. That's info at wudairies.com. I-E-S dot com.